Uh, this one is a bit of a mystery still where my first tweet is going to happen. Ken is fun and Ken is a great um, friend to Barbie. I call it catching the F frame. I was this just this fat unit, you know what I mean, in a in a in a suit. And it was clear that I was not I was not the same as the others. So Ruben, welcome, great to see you again. Um, especially so soon after we were together in Athens at the WFA conference. And you did something which I'd never seen before. Was you were on the wrong side of a debate to start with, and you got a 30% swing by the time you made your fantastically moving intervention. And the subject at hand was basically, is marketing doing enough about the sustainability agenda? So can you give us a quick reprise of your argument and, and at the same time do me the good favor of answering the question? So first of all, thank you for having me. And and. Look, the question was, in a room filled with 850 marketeers, is marketing compatible with a sustainable world? And as a marketeer, each and every one of us wants to believe we are. You know, we are communicating sustainability messages, we are pushing the agenda, we all know how important it is. But I think that the issue is a bit deeper than that, David. I mean, our entire language of marketing is based on consumerism. It's heavily inspired by uh, the Friedman Doctrine of the role of business is to make profit at the cost of people, at the cost of people's equality, at the cost of people's health, at the cost of the planet. And therefore this language of consumerism needs a relook. I mean it is this language of consumerism that forces us to shave with four blades when two are good enough. It forces us to throw a phone six months because there is a new version available. It, it forces concepts like premiumization, which effectively, obviously, are better value, but there's a hell lot of plastic, a lot more paper to generate incremental revenue. So I think over the last 50 years, we've built a language of marketing. And that language of marketing prioritizes profit at the cost of people and the planet and if we genuinely want to leave behind a better world which I do I'm a father to two wonderfully independent girls Mia's nine and May six and I think my own personal purpose is to try and use my own superpower to leave behind a better world for them and if we do we have to find a language where people planet and prosperity have all got to thrive together rather than one coming at the cost of another. Yeah, I also, by the way, I love the switch of profit for prosperity there. Yes, yes. But it was, it was a very touching and personal story and it reminded me of great storytellers always touch the heartstrings and make emotion work. You know, you and I share a great love of creativity and I know today you're going to be picking up a gold lion. And what I particularly love about that, apart from being able to celebrate with you that you're doing it, is why you won it. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's for? So, two years ago, we decided to launch Six Promises in a bid to change the business model at which our company works. Now, these aren't sustainability promises alone, these aren't ESG promises. These are, again, promises at the convergence between people, planet and prosperity. And one of the promises is zero fruit loss. 
You see, we live in a world which wastes one third of the food we grow. And similarly, as a fruit company, consumers don't buy ugly fruit. They don't buy wonky fruit or overripe fruit. And, and, and beyond the fruit, there are parts of the fruit, like fruit, the pineapple leaves, which potentially go to waste. So in a partnership with Ananasanam, which makes amazing vegan leather called peanut tags, we were able to bring a much more renewable generation of peanut tags. And brands like Nike have launched a new range of happy pineapple shoes with them. And, and, and suddenly, when you think about it, we make more money of pineapple leaves which were potentially rotting Ananas Anam, the company behind Peanutex, makes more money. The farmer makes more money. The planet is left better off. And we are reducing the, loose, the use of leather. So suddenly, there are business models of growth. There are purposeful models of growth where people, planet, prosperity are all thriving together. And I think that is where the language of marketing is best suited if it wants to be compatible with a much more sustainable world. Uh, and, and all of us can only do it if we stop thinking like traditional marketeers. I mean, I'm a dad, you know, I'm an uncle. And that is what I am 95% of the times. And then when I get into my marketing mode, I get into these wonderful models and everything that I've taught. And if we put that away and we think like a father, if you think like a mother, if you think like the only way I want to use my superpower is a better world for my child, for your child, for all our children, then we will find ways to grow, we will find ways to be purposeful, but purposeful growth that does not come at the cost of the planet or people's health or the inequality with which the world lives with every day. You know. This whole issue of marketing language and, and the language that has come through consumerism really resonates with me and, and, and I'm going to maybe brand the new version of language which is the Finkian school. So you know when Larry Fink yes. sent his first letter out to CEOs of companies as a major investor in the world to say I want to see what you're doing against the three P's, not yes. just the one. I'm yes. oversimplifying. Yes. So it's yes. a systemic change we need as well. But doing it through creativity, working well. It has to be. I mean, Larry Fink and everybody that thinks like Larry Fink does more for this change because the financial systems control how the companies work and what they prioritize. The CEOs, I mean, Paul Pullman led a amazing revolution with the Unilever Living Sustainable Plan and now Alan Jope and team continue to do that. I mean when you when you see leaders like Raja at Mastercard, when you see leaders like Mark Pritchard at Procter, I mean each and every one of those leaders is leading change where together the entire system can change and I think the financial industry leading the charge of think Finkism, as you call fin it. Finkism. Finkism, as you call yeah. it, is so important. It's so important because if it doesn't believe in this change, we will fail even before we've begun. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and can I ask a couple of questions around some themes that I've heard running here? You know, those that say that companies that chase a single sustainable development goal are actually in danger of greenwashing and they're not really addressing 
climate change per se. Is, is that something you would share? So I think there's a, I mean, we must start from the sing, simple fact that currently science tells us that the time at which we will achieve the sustainable development goals is 2073. It's not 2030. So we're 43 years late as we stand today. And I think the convergence again between you can't save the planet at the cost of people. You can't save the planet but not make any money. We're all for-profit organizations. So unless you are able to connect sustainable development goals and achieve a lot, a lot together, a few together, but not a singular one, you're probably running the danger of greenwashing yourself uh, and, 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 and others. Well, also, I think there's a flip side of that as well, which is the consumer confusion and skepticism. Yes. So there's a kind of double jeopardy yes. thing going on, which isn't helpful. And David, look, every, every data point tells us, I mean, you and I are consumers, you and I are humans. Even before, you were a very famous marketeer, and I'm an accidental one, right? Yeah. Uh, so in that context, as a human being, all of us want a better planet. But companies cannot turn around and saying it's going to be more expensive for you, consumer, or it's going to be more difficult for you, or you won't get the same taste that you were used to before. So it is incumbent upon us as marketeers, as companies, to be able to give them the same value, the same taste, the same thing at the same price. And because we're changing the system, it isn't a silver bullet that goes boom, yeah. done, change. But unless we all commit to going the hard, uphill task, the other option as a plan B is there isn't one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had a wonderful conversation at the weekend with a 24-year-old who was probably the first actual optimist yes. I've heard on this yes. of his age, which was just so refreshing to hear. But he was being smart about, you know, that as people, we've always known how to fix problems. Human yes, beings per se knows how to do it. Yes. And actually, these problems need action. Yes. They don't need words. They no. don't need more of that. Are you optimistic about driving this change faster? I, I am, I am, and, and all of us have to be. I mean, you know, the old activism of anger and the old activism of blame is not going to get us where we need to be. I mean, there is a, a, a new language of positive activism where change begins with each and every, every one of us and today, because we have amazing power. We have amazing power, I mean, as an industry, you know, I mean, imagine, imagine if 100 companies got together against hunger. Unilever wants to do it, Procter wants to do it, Mars wants to do it, Dole wants to do it, and all of us put our resources together, saying 2 billion people starve every day. What can we do as a collective to stop that? I don't think SGD2 stands a chance uh, of not being met. Yeah. So somewhere we have to move away from our old definition of competition or trying to do it on my own as a differentiation. And I think Connie, Connie uses a quote that I'm going to repeat because I so love this quote. And she's saying, the sustainability of the planet is not an area I want to compete on. And, 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 and I think there is no better way to define the collective that needs to come together.
Yeah, no, I have a soundbite which my youngest son particularly hates, which is marketing is not a me thing, it's a we thing. It is, and, it is. And, and in this particular environment, the difference that we can make as leaders, as people that care, is not to be underestimated. I mean, can you, can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in APAC um, through your WFA roles? So I think data surprisingly tells us that countries and consumers in Asia Pacific want change at a much higher degree than even countries in the West, and which is contrary to one, what one would believe. One would think that the more developed economies would want change much faster. But when you look at data across China, across India, and even though Brazil is not part of APEC, I'm just looking at the global south, all of the consumers in these countries want change and want to embrace change at a much faster pace than the developed economies. Now the difficulty is in the word economy. You know, the developed economies, I mean, there are eight countries which generate majority of carbon today. And then there is a shipping of plastic that happens to poorer economies because as you go up Maslow's hierarchy, we got to feed ourselves in the developed economies. So consumers want the change. Consumers are ready for it. And it is up to us as a community to be able to deliver it for them. So you know, obviously there's a need for, to fulfill the consumer need, but the one that fascinates me most is the change of the young'uns entering our sector, who really are demanding a very different thing of the companies they work for. And there's a nice talent war going on where the authenticity of do you mean this or not is key. Is, are you seeing that? Is the region seeing it? In a big way, in a big way, David. I think, I think whilst the concept of Ikigai is known to some, I see a lot of, a lot of talent, consciously or, 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 or subconsciously, looking for a convergence between their own purpose and what's important for them and the company's purpose. So talent and good talent, great talent, wants to join a company, even if it means for a little lesser money as compared to another version. They want to join a company where their own personal purpose meets that of the companies. But at the same time, they also are ready to leave companies where they fail. It's a lot of words. It's a bit of washing. It's a bit of corporate talk, but the everyday walk is not following the corporate talk. Companies will all need to walk the talk to have the best of talent because they're already, as we've seen through the, the great resignation, I think there's a bigger term in my head, which is the great reawakening. So there's an alignment of all sorts of things, which I hope are going to create both urgency and energy. But this energy and this action and urgency do you think that can address the timeline for the Sustainable Development Goals? Do you think you can bring it forward? Do you think we can do that? I'm, I'm an optimist. And, and, and I think as an industry we have amazing superpower and optimism because the other option of status quo should all be un completely unacceptable to every one of us. So yeah. the short answer is yes. It's not tomorrow. It's not 2035, it's not 2050. Change has to be today. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I hate to think of the world we're going to leave behind for my kids. And I would have failed as a dad. And I would have failed 
And if I fail as a dad, I fail in everything. Yeah, I heard a concept this morning which I really like, which is, you know, there's been plenty of think tankery around this whole area, but not enough action tanks, not enough people going, right, I got it, I can go make a difference. So what actions would you encourage marketeers to start taking and taking fast? So we have a, all we all have a business model, right? There is something we make, there's something we package it in, we ship it around the world, we sell it to consumers. If you're a consumer goods company, if you're a bank, if you're a in the telecom business, each one of us has a certain model where we create goods or services at a certain value. And I think that's, that's where the solutions lie. As Solitaire calls it, all of us need to be solutionists. We have to look at our own way of generating value and saying, which of them are coming at the cost of people? Which of them are creating more inequality? Which of them are hurting the planet? And what can I do to change that? so that we all continue to grow. I mean, we're all for-profit companies. We all need to be prosperous. But prosperity has to then extend itself to all stakeholders, the planet being a stakeholder. So if we investigate our own business models, we'll find ways to become more sustainable yeah. in, in what we do. And I, and I love the notion that Sir David Attenborough sees what's ahead of us as a communications yes. problem. So the problem is clear, but this creative industry that we so love, you know, what can it do? How can it help? I mean, look, we're, you and I are in the south of France. We've had a hiatus of two years and we're back. And, and we're seeing some of the most amazing ideas being celebrated, being recognized. So we have immense superpower. And there isn't a better brief in the world today than creativity that helps make the world more sustainable. Fantastic. It is the ultimate brief that all of us need to sign up to. And I hope our audience noticed how the, the base the, became the bases were bam, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with that. And, and, and how, do you, how do you think the creative industry itself is doing? Um, I, you know, we've been talking to people about some of the metrics that are arriving uh, I'm going to say is a burden to the industry. I don't think they are, but they've got to talk about advertising emissions. They've got to start being transparent about the impacts their clients are having. These are good things, yes. but they're not necessarily embracing the creativity and imagination of the industry. Yeah, but that, that's true of any systemic change. Everything feels like a hindrance yeah. to the system. Everything feels like pain. Yeah. Everything feels like, do I really need to take that on as well? So for the creative industry, for all of us as a marketing industry, it will be painful. But short-term pain is something we should all be ready to sign up for rather than the other option. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. No, I think the, the long-term gain of this is clear. Yes. And as you say, for your children, in my case, for my, my first grandchild is on the way. And you know, I really do hope the world will be a better place because I think marketing has the power to make it a better and, place. And I, I want none of us to feel this is new wokeism or oh, those are a few people talking about good. I mean, this is what our business needs to be. This is the new purposeful life we all need to sign up for. It isn't any, I mean, sustainability as a word is much bigger than environment. For businesses to be sustainable and live 
and continue to live a long life, for businesses to be sustainable and prosperous, for companies to be sustainable economically. This is the necessity because no company can be prosperous in a world that is about to be destroyed. Yeah. And have you got traction behind the Planet Pledge in the client base? Yeah. I mean, look, I think WFA has done outstanding work and, and Rob in particular has done outstanding work in championing the Planet Pledge. Okay, the amount of signees and, 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 the, and the way they have increased has is, 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 is been fantastic. I think the collective power now is what needs to be unleashed. Yeah, and as you know better than most, it's a kind of C-suite problem. Is. So whilst it's for the CMOs, <coughs> taking the whole C-suite with you is key. But just to come back to the, the human thing here, I mean, I had the privilege of working with Blueprint for Better Business as we were doing the purpose of NetWest, and I can't remember which CEO said this wonderful phrase, which is, you know, we all want to be valued as in human beings, individuals, on a winning team, on a worthwhile mission. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and if I were working for you, I would feel totally that. I I, th I think what you're doing is just what the world needs. So, thank you. Thank you for looking after the WFA and APAC. Congratulations for a gold line. Thank you. And um, as ever, delight to see you. And in can rude not to. I know.